0: You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek.
1: What is the Geekly Oddcast? It's a panel show of television... I mean, seriously, where else was I supposed to go and watch a Gomez Adams ride a rocket ship on a railroad track? Gaming. And the dice say... 17.
2: Oh my god, 17 is Mystic Quest. And whatever comes to mind...
1: Why does Zod need a starship?
0: Alternating Thursdays on the Geekly Oddcast.
2: Welcome again to the Monster Sci-Fi Show Podcast. I am your host, The Monster, back to give you another week of sci-fi news, and I have a guest with me.
0: Yes, I'm back from the unknown. You haven't done this for a while. No.
2: It's he who shall be named Mr. Gene. (laughs) Because I named you. Yeah. That's right. Yeah.
0: Maybe from one of your ribs. Thanks. That's great.
2: So a couple of things we're going to be talking about would be there's news about Timothy Dalton joining the ranks of the DC Universe Doom Patrol series. We're going to be talking about Brie Larson uh, in the EW, which is Entertainment Weekly's cover. And lastly, we're going to be talking about... I'm blanking on. Oh, the the Oscars. Sorry. The Oscar backlash in which what they wanted to do might have sounded kinda of cool, but in reality it didn't turn out to be that way. So once Gene and I are done talking about that, I'm going to continue talking about the first three episodes of The Iron Fist <laughs> season two and the first season of Jack Ryan on Amazon. So so let's get started with the big three topics. Me being a DC fan. Good luck with that. <laughs> You have so much to catch up with. Look, the the fact is in, in less than a week we're gonna get the DC Universe app <laughs> working finally. Yes,
0: and how much did you pay for that?
2: Look, it was a birthday present to myself. So granted it was seventy nine ninety five. But I get fifteen months of pure delight. And it comes out cheaper per month if you do it the math. But still, the fact that, you know, we're going to get Titans as a TV series, Swamp Thing, which I just read just recently that they're going to do. Are you going
0: to get the Adrian Barbot thing? The original. Adrian a- <laughs> Barbot.
2: Oh my God. I was so pissed. It's not there anymore. No, it's not. And I'm like. Every time they
0: took this thing out, someone in the theater took one little frame.
2: And I know it's on the internet because I have the stills, but I'm just like, I know I saw this in the theater and I saw her topless. And I'm like, that's why I bought the damn DVD and they took it out. God, freak it. It's just like that damn uh, song from the Muppets. <laughs> I'll give you what you want. And they cut out the last punchline of that song. But if you know what I'm talking about, good for you. You're a nerd like me. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise... It's like it the just Chevy be- Chase show now. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, right. great. <laughs> it's a right above your head. Like, I don't care. Just ah. get, to get to the damn point. So the point here is that Timothy Dalton is joining the cast of Doom Patrol. Prior to this, Brendan Fraser... Um, he's gonna be um, his name is his character is gonna be Cliff Steele basically he's Robot Man, so he is going to be giving the voice of Robot Man. I'm not sure if they're doing a motion capture of him as Robot Man, but with uh, the limited budget they have, I'd... I look when I heard about the Swamp Thing being that they're going to go back to the elastic suit. All I'm right. sure they can up the graphics to make it look more realistic.
0: You remember the PSA of Swamp Thing? No. There was a PSA that he did when they were doing the TV show. Oh, my God.
2: That, yeah, it's just
0: <laughs> some kids, like, in a rowboat throwing garbage out, and, hey and Swamp kids. Thing comes out. Yeah, <laughs> What the?
2: You shouldn't pollute. It hurts my feelings. Yeah. And, and you're stepping on my nads. Get off. Um So his character, the Timothy Dalton character, is going to be, I guess, the leader. Uh, His name is going to be Chief Niles. Uh, But when you look at that character versus, like, the X-Men, you can say, they kind of look the same. That's because this came out about a couple months before X-Men came out, in which you have a team leader in a wheelchair. And Professor Rex also is in a wheelchair. But um, if you don't know, don't know Doom Patrol. Basically, it's basic, uh, comprised of Elastic Girl, which is not the same one from the Incredibles, <laughs> but she changes sh- uh, size as well as shape. She milfy too? <coughs> too. She milfy too. She milfy too. Oh, she's milfy too. Is she? Uh, I'm sure she can be. I don't know. Keep going. <laughs> Whatever shape you want, Gene. Uh, of course, Robot Man, uh, Chief uh, Niles, um, and then also. There's a guy named known. Uh, there's a guy known as Negative Man. Basically, he kind of has like this bandaged face. Right, right. He leaves his body, and he's black in like form.
0: Do so you think the popularity of this will make it like the, the Guardians of the Galaxy?
2: I don't know. if Pull from obscurity. Well, the other uh, special nod to that in the comics is that um, Garth Beast Boy was also part of this team, and he did this before he joined Teen Titans. Okay. I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen in the new Titans, that he's going to be on this series and then join up with Titans, but I just c- think it's kind of cool. One line
0: of dialogue. That's all you want. <laughs>
2: Remember that Beast Boy? Yeah, we killed him. <laughs> the he end. He went to the
0: Titans. Yeah. yeah, just... yeah.
2: <laughs> he got transferred. On the news that I saw about a week ago, Kevin Smith was doing a, he was doing a live show for the DC Universe, which right off the bat gave us the dates of... Batman Day. December Yay, it's the 15th. Yay. And as fans who pre-ordered, we're going to 18 Titans graphic novel Omnibus.
0: In so color or is it a crappy color. newsprint? Well, I'm <laughs>
2: hoping it's all in color, not just a cover. But if that's the case and it's in color, man, I will be showing that off. I actually may do a video on that. My first unboxing. <laughs> I don't know anyone who cares. Wait, you you taped this? You filmed it? No, I will. I said, if I get the box, oh. I'll do it. And you'll see my reaction. I'll see how it goes from there. Get used to disappointments. Get used to, yeah. <laughs> I know, Gene. That's the mantra. We should get used to disappointments. So I'm kind of happy that, again, as a DC fan, we're getting our own streaming service. The CW is going to get their own series again soon where with Supergirl and Arrow and Legends and get the big crossover. I mean, again, Marvel does good stuff on the big screen. Not so much on the small, but what an age to live right now for being a DC fan. I mean, hell, I got a fucking tattoo on my arm.
0: Check out his podcast. It's a, it's a, it's a pretty cool tattoo, I gotta admit. i give it to you. Braver than me.
2: Yeah. Like shit, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but if you are, you said, what was it you talking about? If you were to get a p- tattoo,
0: oh, probably something Serenity or That's Doctor right. Who related, maybe, but really small, not as big as yours, <laughs> like on the back of my, you know, just like, <laughs> like a nerd tram stamp. <laughs> oh, god, no, who
2: the hell's gonna see that gene? No, what
0: <laughs> 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 only shower water will see it.
2: <laughs> Ew, why is that black? Never mind. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Well, so, uh, moving on to the east side, west side, all over town. Brie Larson. We saw now her in the actual costume.
0: Thank God they changed the, the color from. Fixed the color scheme <laughs> from green. She's only going to be in the aqua suit for a little while, maybe the first hour.
2: Yeah, I'm like, geez, turned on the contrast a bit, but she looks great. Not that she didn't look great before, but it's just now official to see her. In the costume, and we also have some Skrulls in the mix, which, okay.
0: They can fix some stuff. This is retcon. I mean, it's it's the 1990s.
2: Yeah, but the, the big question is what had happened from that movie and why nothing was mentioned until the first Iron Man movie. Why didn't you come back and help then? Right, or even make any mention of this.
0: Well, we've, we've already had this problem, like, why didn't the other Avengers come out to help these others? Similar so movie characters in their other movies, it's fine. I'm sure there'll be an, an answer that will go, okay, because that's all you need. You just need a shrug answer,
2: right? And hopefully, it won't be like we don't have one. <laughs> That'll be in the next Captain Marvel movie. But in any case, I think it's been not so much um, a worrisome that you know the costume is going to look weird because. Honestly, the Miss Marvel version, uh, she's in like this one piece and like a sash around yeah, her I, hips. I, I
0: think like they're jumping over that,
2: right? Because I'm like, it's no, not no, a we're practic- doing the Captain Marvel thing, right? It's not a practical costume, you know, except for the the Web Boy Dream. Uh, it's not practical, so I'm glad to see that it's the, a really good looking suit that is doesn't have to be, you know garish uh, in details or a lack of details, you know. And I'm glad
0: that DC curtailed that and said, okay, we're not going to call Shazam <laughs> Captain Marvel in the movie that would just confuse people, which it's, it's always going to be Shazam, which is nice.
2: Yeah. And yeah, it'll be fine. But the squirrels, I'm kind of interested to see how much they'll do as far as their shape-shifting abilities if they can do anything of that. Um... Do you even care about the Kree, scroll War at all? Well, it, it, it's part of the,
0: the origin. Right. It's got to be in there somewhere. And hey, Ben Mendelsohn again, huh? Yeah. Mm-mm. Krennic. No. Uh, the bad guy from Ready Player One. No. No. Okay. He's in the movie, too.
2: Well, Ronan is. Yeah, and,
0: and yeah. the guy. Star-Lord. Yeah. Who? Yeah, he's in that, too. Yeah. <laughs> that
2: guy. Come on, man. <laughs> Star-Lord, man. <laughs> So, um, and that's going to be sometime in early 2019 before Avengers 4 comes out. We just wait for the trailer drop. Yeah, which is going to be anytime soon. I'm hoping, I think, this week maybe. Who knows? Got to get that buzz going. Yeah, I mean, she did. I remember seeing her post on Twitter the night before. Like, hey, EW, (laughs) I'm bored. Let's break the internet tomorrow. I'm like, oh, please let there be pictures. (laughs) Oh, those pictures. (laughs) <laughs> it's not the ones that I want No, no, we're not going to hack the phone <laughs>
0: again Leave it alone
2: Jeez. But, you know, my only kind of Not so much claim to fame Is that the, the day of the Women's March um, Rally that happened in Washington, D.C. I did a picture of Captain Marvel With the word resistance above And I tweeted it out there And Brie Larson liked it So she gave a like to that I'm like Hey, she saw my pose. She's my friend now.
0: Boy, that... Mm, okay. Good for you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Just... And I'm not lactose intolerant. Okay. Because I like Brie. Oh. And you
0: like Brie, too. I, I do like Alice and Brie. Yes, you do. Glow. Yeah. I, <laughs> that's great. Don't get those two confused. Don't cross the streams. I, I get Don't it. cross your Brie's.
1: Yeah.
2: All right, so... Uh, Let's go over to the whole little Oscar backpedaling crap that they're doing. Well, if you haven't heard, the Oscars were planning to release an Achievement Award in popular movies or popular films. So basically it meant movies like Black Panther could have got an Oscar because it's really super popular.
0: Right, that's just part of the MTV thing, which just... Or Nickelodeon, just, you know... People's Choice Awards. Yeah. People's Choice <laughs> Jeez. But That's credible. Good for you.
2: Mm-mm.
0: Or the Razzies. Hey, what the about the Razzies.
2: Razzies? So, the idea, the idea for it kind of made sense, but it's also kind of separating that kind of movie from quality movies, such as when... Beauty and the Beast was, animated, was nominated mm-hmm. as nominated Best Picture, Best Picture yeah. in other non-animated movies. That's when the following year they made it a, an animated category for mm-hmm. Best Picture, and that separated that out. most was it, the one that won? The Return of the King also was nominated for Best Picture and won. Whereas the previous two, The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship, and uh, The Two Towers, also nominated did not win, but It was at least...
0: Let's not forget, Whoopi Goldberg nominated for The Color Purple. Didn't get it that year. Goes out for Ghost, gets it for Ghost. Gets it for Ghost. Yeah, we're like, that
2: doesn't make... Okay,
0: yeah, she deserved it for something.
2: Yeah. So, one of the things that I've always felt when watching the Oscars growing up, way back in 1981, 82 when Raiders of the Lost Ark was nominated for an Oscar for Best Picture and lost to Chariots of Fire. And I'm like, fuck you, <laughs> Chariots of Fire. Did you not watch Indiana Jones? <laughs> and then I watched Chariots of Fire. I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. Yeah, I- Vangelis' score Alone, that's what you should watch. But... It's a genre movie that sometimes will never get looked at.
0: Well, like Harrison Ford's never going to get an Oscar unless it's going to be an honorary Oscar when he gets a little bit older. Or dead. Yeah, well, post Here's your Oscar. <laughs> Here Heath Ledger. Oh, God. <laughs> it just...
2: Yeah. But the problem lies is that movies like Black Panther will get... The technical awards or the fashion awards? Or oh, the co- yeah, the costume awards. Right. That, that, that's that's a given, but it will never be an Oscar Best Picture movie unless it gets its own category.
0: So, do you think the popular vote thing was a good idea? I, I mean, think it's, it's an acknowledgement. It's thing an is-
2: acknowledgement, but it doesn't. It's not justifying that movie being a best movie of the year. So, the most popular one does not always get the best nods. And
0: also, you got to remember that the, the Academy Awards is voted for by a member, by its peers. Right. You know what I mean? You have to have a SAG saga, uh, membership and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's very closed in that. And they're never going to dominate you know, Black Panther. Because
2: they're all racist. Well, hey, wait. I, <laughs> <no kidding. laughs> so, you know, or like Richie, Richie, Richie crazy Asians also as popular. Imagine that movie fighting against Black Panther for the exact same popular movie award, and neither of them gets it.
0: Uh, Wow, the the backlash from that would be deafening.
2: Right. So, because then it's definitely like, uh, either it's a black thing or it's an Asian thing, and you give it to like some white movie or something other, like but there's
0: that. always been controversy with the Oscars, like the way that Wonder Woman wasn't nominated for, for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that would have been a great nod to the fact that you have a female director, right? You know, but did she? No, I'm like, oh, could you guys think this through? Just,
2: but in fairness, there are plenty of times in which, and the argument is, how can you have a best movie? Without the director being nominated. Right. Or right. have a, a director nominated and not the movie. It There's certain the time, I yeah. know. It, it depends on the situation. It's and I a, think the Moonlight one split. The director won for La La Land La 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 and, Land.
0: right. <coughs> and, and the Moonlight. best picture was Moonlight. Yeah. Which so, have you seen Moonlight yet? Not there, right. I know, me either.
2: <laughs> but <laughs> it's it's a Miami local thing, too. I know. Should watch. And the
0: guy from uh, Luke Cage is in that. Mm-hmm. He got the Oscar.
2: Yeah. and I'm like, so they killed them all so he can do this movie. That's why. They killed them off halfway through Luke Cage season one. I need to go do this. <laughs> Better. <laughs> Actually, he was really cool. I like liked him as Cockmouth. Now they're kind of doing the backpedaling saying we're gonna to have to reinvestigate this because of these the amount of attention that they got in the first place. So I'm like so in other words, Black Panther is not going to get a, an Oscar
0: at it, all. It'll get a Techno Achievement Award, I'm sure, or something. It'll be nominated for something. For something.
2: So the only thing that DC can say is that they have an Oscar for makeup. With Suicide Squad? For Suicide it's... Squad. Jeez. <laughs> That's Marvel. something Marvel does not have is an Oscar. And even then, I'm like, and you know, me as a DC fan, I'm like, uh, I, I think Star Trek Beyond should have really won that because of the anniversary makeup. Yeah. You know, not street hooker uh, Harlequin, you know, with with the little wet look, you know, the uh, tears coming down her face. I mean, it was just... Nothing. Come
0: on now. You've set, you've set kids up to dress up for that for generations to come <laughs> oh, for God. Halloween. God. Like, you know, that's not appropriate <laughs> for your child, but okay.
2: Come on. just I want to be daddy's little monster. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. You've got a baseball bat here. Just take the candy. Take the candy. <laughs>
2: Is there a way to fix the Oscars?
0: Give it time. The fact that they had that debacle a few years ago with the wrong winner—it's just
2: yeah. But even that debacle was worthy enough. Like what what happened on the Oscars and made people interested again. But yet the following year, the lowest rated.
0: Because you past. need a good host, and and I, I'm sorry, I, Eddie Murphy for his time when he was going to do it hmm. would have been magic. I think. But it's it's hard to get someone to host that's going to be great. You had what? Anne Hathaway and James Franco. You had, you know, just... So uh, you're
2: saying we need another Billy Crystal for this generation or the Johnny Carson for our generation? You need to find someone. (laughs) Well, that's the other thing. You need to have someone that is... Not catches lightning. Someone that's charismatic.
0: Yeah. And that that makes the the stars look good. Hmm. And, yeah, they can sing and dance, I guess. I don't know. And not
2: the whole Oprah, Uma. Uma, Oprah, David Letterman bit. Which was kind of like... Chris rock and
0: the, yeah, that, no. It's a hit and miss thing. It's like the Super Bowl. I don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, I, I really don't know what can be done because one, I think, it's too many awards to begin with. Golden Globes before is going to be like... More popular because TV is also included, mm-hmm. and then you have crap like MTV or the Nickelodeons. I mean, there was a time when there was People's Choice Awards back in the and back in the day, in which in the TV God you would have to pick and you can choose and like maybe feel like you're a part of this. But the Academy, I don't know. Like you said, it is a closed group that gets to vote on this, and is not always reflective of what. The audience. Right, the people's tastes. Right. So, I don't know if it's going to be like a, I don't know, like an American Idol text to see who saves your movie from elimination this week.
0: Uh, Plus, don't forget, I think that they they broadened their horizon for Best Picture. It used Mm. to be a smaller number, and then they they, they blew it up right, to increase the odds. And
2: Mad Max Fury Road was nominated. So it came very close to actually becoming, really? That's going to be a worthy movie? Visually, yes. But hmm, I don't know. I I just think one stop, the goddamn musical numbers. Too, Too many homages to back in the days, you know, this was a movie and then like, they could just cut down on so much crap. It's not the Tonys, basically. Yeah, the Tonys. Neil Patrick Harris is great for the Tonys, right? And I'm like, I don't know any of those. I just like watching him. Yeah, and I know. entertained. <laughs> and that's all. you Wow, was. that's amazing. <laughs> I can't think of anyone that's like him, but for movies, no, it doesn't. It doesn't fly. I don't know.
0: It, it'll fix itself with time. I'm sure there'll, there'll be a rebirth. Then something will rise from the ashes of the phoenix. You know, it'll be fine. Yeah.
2: So. All right, so that's going to be the end of our sci-fi news, and I'll be back in a moment to talk about (sighs) Iron Fist, (laughs) Jack Ryan. So give me one moment. I'll be right back.
1: Okay, let's talk about the Flopcast.
2: Where every week we drink a lot of coffee and we talk
1: about comic books. Movies. Conventions. Music. Saturday morning cartoons. Oh, don't forget the coffee. Lots of weird, obscure pop culture stuff from the 70s and 80s. And chickens. Yeah, chickens. This will be the stupidest half hour of your week. We guarantee it. You can find us on the ESO Network. And... Flopcast.net
2: Alright, so welcome back everyone. Before I get started talking about The Iron Fist and Jack Ryan, I wanted to take a quick moment to talk about the passing of Burt Reynolds. Now, as I've mentioned before in the past, and I'll say this again, some deaths mean more to me than others. Not that if you pass away, I'm going to be sad, but I don't know you, <laughs> you don't know me, unless you're following this podcast, and then you should be sad, because then I can't produce any more podcasts, but for right now, I'm still alive. But, in all in all honesty, Burt Reynolds was one of those guys that I idolized growing up. I loved his movies. I loved his look. There was definitely a presence about him that I'm like, if I can have half of what he has, I'll be set for life. But one of the things that I've always enjoyed is just watching his performances in so many movies and then having this kind of funny laugh that it's just... It's so Burt Reynolds, you know, but, you know, I know he's in a better place, and that's the way things should be, that you had a long life, a a fantastic career, and your passing will happen. It's going to happen to everyone. But what I've enjoyed about him is that his movies were part of my growing up. You know, I can't imagine how many times I watched Cannibal Run and just, I know it's stupid and I know it's dumb, but I love the hell out of it. Or even watching Sharky's Machine or The Longest Yard. But there are obviously, there are some movies like Stalker Ace that are just like really are, you really are phoning this in. You're, you're not even trying. So, yeah. I mean, there's been plenty of clunkers along the way. But still, you know, watching him throughout my life, watching him on Johnny Carson, there's something that I, I truly adore watching. So, one of the things that I like to talk about is, like, well, how is he connected to sci-fi? Because, again, this is not really sci-fi. There is... A, a, a sci-fi connection to all this so oh i forgot to mention smoking in the bandit one and two uh completely brain farted today I, it's been one of those days but smoking in the bandit with sally field talk about a memorable part you cannot think about smoking in the bandit without burt reynolds until you do a third one and figure it hey we don't need to pay Burt Reynolds. We got Jerry Reed to do <laughs> the bandits part by putting on a stupid mustache. That is part one of the dumbest ideas. But hey, I'm not here for that. But there is a sci fi connection to Burt Reynolds. And I just found this out again doing research. One of the parts that he turned down, and he talked about this recently, that he kind of regrets. He turned down the role of Han Solo for Star Wars. Now, of course, Harrison Ford is, by all accounts, the one and only Han Solo. But can you imagine what it would have been like to see Burt Reynolds in that role? Not to say that it would have been a perfect fit. Um, I've seen test screen footage of Kurt Russell that I might... I might see that as a better fit, but with Burt Reynolds, hmm. luckily, Smokey and the Bandit came out in 1977, so we did get, in essence, a Han Solo movie in Smokey and the Bandit, except that he was Han Solo in a Trans Am with Sally Field as his co-pilot, but she's not Harry. She's Sally Field, for God's sakes. America's Sweetheart. So, in any case, I just want to take the time to remember this great actor that I was very fond of, and I want to impart to you some things that made me care about him as an actor. So, I hope that you have your memories um, that may be even different from mine in other movies. I have yet to see even Deliverance, so that's something I'm going to have to eventually catch up on, so... That's what happens. All right, so let's go on to the next topic. Now, I'm going to be talking to my cousin Ralph, who came down to visit me. And we started to have a quick discussion about just random stuff because he's just as a big geek as I am until we talked about the Iron Fist. So, here's that conversation about that series. We're going to record. Oh no! Oh yeah!
1: I I okay. First of all, I, I've
2: only seen I, it once. I I want everyone to know the reason why we're even recording this because I heard, and you just told me just moments ago that I'm like, no, no, I have to talk to you about this. You're the one that liked the first season of Iron Fist. <laughs> yeah, I am the one. <laughs> You're the one. Why we got a second season of? Iron Fist. The Immortal Iron Fist. <laughs> the
1: Immortal Iron
2: Fist. Okay. I would like to know on record your opinion about why you like Danny Rand and the first season of Iron Fist.
1: Well, first of all, I don't I knew nothing of Iron Fist. I didn't even know Iron Fist was a like a superhero per se. You know what I'm saying? Like I right. knew nothing of it. Okay. So I went into it like Oh wow This is supposed to be A Marvel character and I don't know So I had an open mind Completely about it So Okay Um I love karate I love kung fu I love anything that has to do With martial arts So That was my biggest draw About it Okay And The fact that You know It was a uh A a person other than an Asian person You know what I'm saying Doing martial arts I was a a little interested in it And he looked like he knew What he he was doing So Okay I mean I I don't mean to (laughs) To sound like that Came out weird but But But,
2: No I understand You just went into it With not having any expectation At all Or anything about him So you went in with a blank slate Basically Right And you were cool with that
1: And I was absolutely cool with that Okay uh-huh. And, I, and I liked everything about it For for the most part I mean uh, Had You
2: paused? No uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's off the record I right? think I, This is off the record <laughs> 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 had, had,
1: had I I think had I known Anything about Iron Fist I, I probably Would have felt more like Well first of all How do you feel about it? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, look, I think the first season, it's a complete bore. I Like you, I know very little about the Iron Fist to begin with, but I knew enough that he is a character, and he does kung fu, and he has an Iron Fist. Not two, just one. One fist. Alright, so I'm, I'm going in because I liked, at this point... Uh, we had two seasons of Daredevil. Um, we had a season of Jessica Jones and a season of Luke Cage. So this was going to be another line of Marvel comic book heroes that I'm like, I, I could get into, but it didn't do in my mind what the others did, in which was make me care about the hero. I like certain elements about it, but it had nothing to do with Danny Rand. I couldn't care about the drama about the, the Beaumonts, uh, Joy and Ward. I, no, I'm sorry, not Beaumonts, the Beacham, sorry. Uh, I couldn't care anything about them. Uh, Luke Cage had better drama that I cared about the characters' interaction than this one. And Jessica Jones was a little bit different because she suffered from PSTD, which was not really ever something we see too much of. You know, a hero dealing with trauma uh, that affects her uh, and leads her to, you know, this kind of like, not unsavory lifestyle, but she's, you know, she's a heavy drinker and she doesn't have, you know, the best interpersonal relationship. But like you, I don't know anything about who Danny Rand is, but what I saw, it was just kind of like. Man. I didn't
1: think it was boring I thought there was more action. Like, I don't I see less action in Luke Cage. Okay I get it. you know what I'm saying yeah um, which brings me to season two now okay and the reason why I've only watched the first episode and th- and even though the, in this one there's maybe the first time I saw I, I have to I've only ever saw the, the season one once right maybe if I, if I see it again I, I'd feel differently about it. But, but I'm just going by my initial memories, you know what I'm saying? But was it better then? It, no, it's, I like, it, it completely, I was not engaged at all. I knew nothing what was really? going on. I was not engaged at all.
2: See, I had the completely different reaction. Really? Yeah, on a couple of different levels. One, even though Danny Rand is still problematic, did you watch The, the Defenders yet?
1: Mm, no, so maybe a couple episodes. Okay.
2: Right? So, Danny uh, um, appears on that series with Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Daredevil. So, for eight episodes, they're fighting together. And I think there's a transition for Danny to become a little bit more interesting. One, he gets a haircut and gets rid of the fucking locks. (laughs) I'm tired of the fucking curly... The jerry curls in his hair. Just drives me nuts. So, he looked better... He was fighting alongside Luke Cage, which I'm like, like in the comics, Iron Fist and uh, Luke Cage and Iron Fist. I'm like, the duo looked really good. And just the one, two scenes together, I'm like, this looks interesting now. Um, Luke Cage in season two, he appears for one episode. I'm mesmerized by how well he works with Luke Cage. So when I saw the first episode of season two, one of the things that kind of drew me away because this will be a bit of spoilers if you haven't seen the first episode but Danny at the very end goes down into some Mm -hmm. underground room, basement subway room, who knows and he's beating on this door with his iron fist and getting the frustration out and there's this music that's playing behind it and I'm like, and then cuts into the credits and then it continues, I'm like what the hell is this? And I fucking love this piece of music. So thankfully, my library has that soundtrack available for me to check out. And I listened to the damn whole soundtrack, and I'm like, this is really good. I'm really kind of sold on season two. Until I saw the second episode. (laughs) 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 I'm (laughs) like, um... We're still back to Danny Rand being kind of still uninteresting. But everyone else is I love um his girlfriend I'm blanking on her name. I think you know what I loved about like learning the story yeah
1: of it was more intriguing to me than you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. cuz I knew like I said I knew nothing. So Yeah. Um but now it's like you're so, I'm supposed to already know what's going on.
2: Yeah. But I didn't. Yeah. And then the 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 Beachum the Beachum Beachums I oh, forget it. Uh, Ward and Joy are back, and I'm like, why? I didn't care for them in the first place. Um, and she seems to be kind of like having a secret plan with Davros, who's the, the nemesis from the first one. And I'm like, I kind of it, it kind of developed into, no, you need to give me the iron fist willingly because, and later on, you'll see something that happens um, with the actual fight. It is that it wasn't. Correct, even though right. Jan- Danny Rand was chosen, he didn't do what was expected, meaning that two men enter a ring kind of like you know, two men enter a ring, one leaves that kind of right. thing. But th- the protocol wasn't followed. But Danny Rand was chosen, so that's where Davros is like, I'm I want to get my reward for having to beat everyone else. I was gypped. So it's kind of a weird way... It's like watching... Did you ever watch the new Karate Kid? Oh, yes. Oh. Where they did the kind of re- reverse? Yes, I love that. That's fantastic. So it's kind of like, oh, I'm actually kind of interested on Davros' side now. And right. fuck Danny Rand because they, I'm right. like, okay. oh, what an ass. But in this case, I'm like, I kind of see Davros' point of view. So if that's what the storyline is going to continue, then I might be better with that. But Danny is still... Not, I know the direction they're going with. That he wants to be more humble and and know what's like to work, uh, rather than having all this money and not really doing anything with it. So I'm kind of interested, but I'm like, the hero of the story should be interesting,
1: right? And I'm I'm caring much less now. Yeah. Absolutely caring, like I don't even have the desire to go and watch the the, the next episode. You know. Yeah. So, I, I mean, all in all. I think I'll give it a shot because you have to. You can't just go play Right, if he problem.
2: started it, at least finished the damn thing. At least thing. finished the damn thing. You know what I'm saying? I invested some time. Yeah. But I'm, I'm kind of glad to know that you actually were okay, with least with the first season, because that's something that I never thought um, the majority of fans cared for. But
1: I guess... You know, obviously enough people liked it if they're willing to make
2: a... A second.
1: Right. It's like, it makes you think, like, how can you put some shit like that on and not do a, a, a uh, you know, uh, uh, oh, my God. A second. So, no, uh, uh, shit, the series that was canceled Set. Uh, the, the
2: What, the humans?
1: No, the, the, um, Seren- uh, Serenity, uh. Serenity. Firefly? Firefly. Like, how uh, can you fucking cancel Firefly, but leave some shit like this on when.
2: Yeah, well, it's Fox. That's the other problem. Well, that's true. Yeah. But, you know, Netflix has canceled some shit, too. So it's not as if, you know, <clears throat> they're they're kind of like, no, we'll just leave it on. We'll just let it run its course. No, they've kind of brought down the hammer on some. But I'm kind of... Like I said, I think uh, his girlfriend is a hell of a lot more interesting to watch uh, performance-wise... Action-wise, I think she really is the star of the show. To me, not Danny Rand. And I'm blanking out on her name, and I hate that. Uh, Because, one, I do have a crush on her, like every other woman (laughs) that I see on the screen. But um, she's phenomenal. I really enjoy her. And then, of course, um, Missy Knight from Luke Cage is going to make an appearance on the series sometime in second season. So I'm looking forward to that because they fought together... On Luke Cage, and they were fantastic. So I'm kind of curious to see how that develops. See, and I
1: didn't get into Luke Cage because I didn't think there was enough. Like, like there really was. Like, like you want
2: him to hit shit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. But it could also be that you're a racist because <laughs> <laughs> he's what bald.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. Because right. I'm bald, and I think that's the reason why. Because you're racist. Against bald people. Against bald people, I guess. Baldism. Uh, Baldism. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so we'll just leave it at that. And uh, hopefully when you finish, we'll revisit this topic again. Yes, we will, absolutely. Alright. Alright, so that's our conversation about the Immortal Iron Fist. So, right now, I have not gone past the third episode of that series, but as I mentioned in the podcast, in that portion, I am very kind of interested to see where this goes with Davos, not Davros, and Colleen Wing, who I mispronounced the name and could not remember that portion throughout the podcast, And so my apologies, but I had uh, other things in my head. And I got things mixed up, so my apologies. So, let's go on to the Jack Ryan series that's on Amazon Prime. So, the question is, what does Jack Ryan have to do with anything science fiction? It doesn't. Whatsoever. It's nothing like that. But, one, John Krasinski, who is in the lead as as Jack Ryan... I did a movie called The Quiet Place, which is kind of a sci-fi slash horror movie. I have it on my many DVDs yet to watch. But, it's one of those that I've always thought that my podcast can talk about other projects that I follow for an an artist, like an actor or director, whatever that case is. So, even before going into the series, let's talk about the fact that Jack Ryan is a very popular Tom Clancy series of books and it was a kind of a successful bit of it was an, it had several successive movies starting with Alec Baldwin, who then passed the baton to Harrison Ford, I think for two movies, if I'm not mistaken if not three. And then Ben Affleck, took over the role and did a much younger version of the exact same character, which kind of looks and kind of mirrors, like, what it feels watching this series. Is that this is a very uh, green Jack Ryan, not like the much older one, like Harrison Ford, uh, that would get angry and point at things. Um, But that's the kind of thing that I'm, like, I'm kind of digging where they're going with the Jack Ryan uh, series on Amazon. But the... Kind of pseudo reboot uh, with Chris Pine, who you know is James T Kirk from the Star Trek movies, the rebooted ones. Try to kind of make it a new series, I guess, a new franchise for him, and it didn't really take off. And even though I love Kenneth Branagh's work, who did Thor, um, it just felt kind eh, of, yeah, so-so, middle-of-the-road. I mean. If you're trying to compare this to, let's say, Mission Impossible with Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise really does have a, a better edge because he's been doing these movies for such a long time that that's his thing. So, trying to do something similar with espionage, it doesn't necessarily pay off in the end. But, what I did like about this series, right off the first episode, again, I've only seen just three episodes in, Um, in this day and age, you have to kind of be careful as to who you're going to portray as your villain. So, you know, the flavor of the month is, you know, Muslim extremists or Russian uh, spies that are poisoning other agents or whatever that is. It tries to be timely. So we do have... An an element that is kind of going on with right now but what I liked about this the main guy um, is his name is Suleiman Suleiman as we see in the very first episode I'm sorry spoilers I should say this (laughs) but if you're reading or if you're listening to this podcast you should know I'm already kind of spoiling things-ish so Suleiman is the baddie in this series but unlike other villains that are I'm going to crush all my you know enemies before me and and destroy everything that they love we see right from the onset that how he became this person is because of something that we kind of created there was a bombing in his town. And in that town, he has a brother who survived this bombing. And it was just the two of them. So, because of that, you can see how he is on this path to go against America. Or to do something against his enemies. So, you kind of see where his path has taken. And that is more... I think more engaging to have a, a, a really interesting backstory that you can understand that he was never like this. He was just like any other boy at that age, having fun, playing with his brother, and this series of events voiced upon him, changed him to become this man that is willing to go against his enemies and do that kind of harm back, to have justice for his people. It's kind of hard to go after Jack Ryan and say, yeah, Jack Ryan, go ahead and kick his ass. But the very government that he works for is the one that created Suleiman as the man that he is in this movie or in the CV series. So that's where it gets really kind of conflicting uh, about that. And even his brother, you know, had like an artistic side and you see in one of the episodes that he's drawing on a very lazy summer afternoon by the bay and his brother comments about how well he likes his drawings and that's because he's just like you and me he doesn't want necessarily do all the things that he is told to do but because of what he had went through with his brother then of course that has to happen. So, again, it, it rounds out a villain that has a point of view. And we've talked about this before in the podcast. Is like Killmonger has a fantastic point of view. Davos. <laughs> um, I'm actually understanding his point of view. The Cobra Kai t- uh, series, you understand uh, the bad guy's point of view that, you know... The villain side that everyone thinks they are. May not always be the true identity of that character. So I give points for what I'm seeing on the screen. And what I also love about this is that Amazon normally would have like, done one episode per week. like Like Hulu would do. But all the episodes had dropped. And I'm like. I am kind of really happy about that because at least now I can kind of binge pieces here and there rather than wait for weeks to let a couple of episodes kind of pile up and then binge those and then wait for a couple more weeks. So I'm kind of happy if that's what they're doing. I want more of that. And yes, it's a kind of, you kind of get spoiled because you, you binge it through a weekend and then you're done and then you have to wait another year or two, whoever... However long that may be, but I prefer that if I'm engaged, I really want to get to the next episode, so I rather don't, I don't feel like I need to wait because one, if I'm waiting weekly, sometimes other things happen and then it becomes two weeks or three weeks and then I forget what happened in the previous episode. I'm okay with binging on my own terms what those episodes are and however many episodes I want to see. So, kudos for Amazon to doing that. But, John Krasinski, it's hard not to think about him as Jim from The Office because he's always looking to the camera, and every once in a while he does look into the camera, but the difference between Jim and Jack Ryan is that Jim has his hair over his forehead. Jack Ryan has his hair back. That's how you can tell the difference. It's two different characters. But, in any case, I am very happy watching jack ryan so if you have not seen i highly recommend at least tapping into that series and let me know what your thoughts are because i think this is definitely worth your time even if you're not into espionage or spy thrillers or anything like that i think it's still a good and entertaining series especially with the drama going on i'm really digging all the different angles that they're throwing in there and with the tv series I think that is the way you really need to do this jack ryan as a series not a series of movies but just a series so that you can flesh out characters you can flesh out motivations you can do story arcs that pay off big rather than just cram everything within two hours or or less so not to say that alec baldwin or harrison ford and to some degree ben affleck did a horrible job it's just that It's hard to push all those great elements within just three episodes that I've watched. And that's only an hour and a half. Uh, No, not even an hour and a half. Three hours. Just three hours. uh, Just kind of cramming in all that in the very beginning for a two-hour movie. You can't do that. So, this makes more sense. And I think it will pay off, hopefully, for more seasons of Jack Ryan. So, I am definitely on board. Alright, so that is going to be the end, finally, of this long and weird podcast. So, I want to thank my host, Mr. Gene. I want to give a special thanks to my cousin for giving me his opinion about the Immortal Iron Fist. So, I would love to know your thoughts. You can always email me at monstersci-fi-show at gmail.com. Follow me on the various social networks, especially Instagram, so you can see my Superman Man of Steel tattoo. And uh, share your thoughts, please. I would love to know what you guys are doing and watching. And on that note, thank you for listening to me and to the Monster Sci-Fi Show Podcast. It's sci-fi from a certain point of view. Good night.